0: Good
1: morning. This is you, Utah Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest, and you're in fact listening to Loafer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. Faster than ferries, faster than witches, bridges and houses, hedges and ditches, and charging along like troops in a battle, all through the metals, the horses and cattle, all the sights of hill and plain fly as thick as driven rain, and ever again in the wink of an eye, painted stations whistle by. Here is a child who clamors and scrambles all by himself and gathering brambles. Here is a tramp who stands and gazes, and there is the green for stringing daisies. Here is a cart running away in the road, lumping along with man and load. And here is a mill, and there is a river, each a glimpse and gone forever. Well, here we are again on a delightful early spring day here in Nevada City, California. Uh, this, is, this is me, Utah. Uh, there's uh, Steve Baker, who's uh, running the control board here because I don't know how and I don't want to learn. That's the wonderful music of the Boar's Door, some of my favorite musicians. That poem that I open with is from Robert Louis Stevenson. It's called From a Railway Carriage, and that's what we're going to be talking about some today, is the railroad. And of course, in Nevada City here, where we are just undertaking, uh, attempting uh, the Governor Davis's new faith-based energy policy. We pray the lights don't go out. Well, why don't we start off with a I want to start out with a story. Uh, there's a wonderful journal, and I'm not actually a journal; it's a, 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 a non-periodical periodical comes out of Santa Cruz from the Hobos from Hell. These are young tramps who work the freight trains and uh, and and work them well. Um, one of the one of the fellows that uh, that does that, one of the Hobos from Hell, Roger Hoffman, it, when he was young, um, he accepted a challenge. I guess he was about twelve. Um, they were walking along the, uh, the tracks and the freight trains rolling by, and he uh, wondered if you could roll under one while it was going. If you timed it right, if you could roll under and then roll off the other side. Well, one of his dumb friends dared him to do it, and uh, well, this is what he this is what he wrote in the Hoboes from Hell here. Roger Hoppen, for two weeks I scouted the trains and tracks. I studied moving boxcars close up, memorizing how they squatted on their axles, never getting used to their squeal or the way the air fell hot from the sides. I created an imaginary friendly train and ran next to it. I mastered a shallow head-first dive with a simple half twist. I'd land on my back, count to ten, imagine the wheels, and locking both hands on the rail to my left, heave myself over and out even under pure sky, though I had to fight to keep my eyes open and my shoulders between the rails. The next Saturday, O.T. Duane and three eighth graders met me below the hill that backed up to the lumber yard. The track followed a slow bend there and opened to a straight, slightly uphill climb for a solid third of a mile. My run started 200 yards after the bend. The train would have its tongue hanging out. I started running alongside the box boxcars. Quickly I found their pace, held it, and then eased off, concentrating on each thick wheel that cut past me. I slowed another notch. Over my shoulder I picked my car as it came off the bend, locking in the image of the white mountain goat painted on its side. I waited, leaning forward like the anchor in a 440 relay, wishing the baton up the track behind me. Then the big goat fired by me, and I was flying and then tucking my shoulders as I dipped under the train. A heavy blanket of red dust settled over me. I I felt bolted to the earth. Sheet metal bellies thundered and shook above my face. Count to ten, a voice said. Watch the axles and look to your left for daylight. But I couldn't count. I couldn't find my left if my life depended on it, which it did. The colors overhead went from brown to red to black to red again. Finally, I ripped my hands free, forced them to the rail, and in one convulsive jerk threw myself into the blue light. I lay face down until there was no more noise and I could feel the sun against the back of my neck. I sat up. The last ribbon of train was slipping away in the distance. Across the tracks, O.T. was leading a cavalry charge down the hill, five very small galloping boys, their fists whirling above them. I pulled my knees to my chest, my corduroy pants puckered, wet across my thighs. I didn't care. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's start out with the uh, with Book of White and the Streamline Special.
2: That's that fast special Streamline leaving out of Memphis, Tennessee, going into New Orleans. You're running so fast the hoboes don't fool with this train. Just stand on the track with your hat in your hand. I had a friend girl that morning was catching that train, she got up singing this song. Hey, Dad, I'm sorry to leave my
0: home.
2: Long, 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 long. She heard that 8.30 local blowing that morning. She hadn't really trained in a good while. She started out that special streamline. You heard that 8.30 local when she was coming to the line, they cleared up for that streamline blowing like this. She said, Daddy, is that my train? I said, I ain't keeping up with the train time. I'm trying to make a few dimes. She dropped her head and went to singing, crying. it's all right, how you turn me down? I ain't got a dime. After she called for a ticket, she heard this special streamline drawing 36 miles from Memphis, Tennessee. Making it lonesome now, cause I'm a whole bull myself sometimes. Man asked what out of the train. She told him she didn't know it. She could hear the bell, she could tell him all about it. If she dropped over that hill and dropped off in the valley, she heard the bell begin to tone like this. Make it sound like a church bell talk.
0: Then
2: before she got to that 10-mile church, she blowed them so on
0: Albrecht.
2: Albrecht. 10 is she was getting crossed. She was tipping across the automatic switch, getting the water and coal on the fly. You could hear when she's dragging that double line like this. When she run across the last one, she squalled in. This girl looked down and seen that train. She come as a standing crime. Hey. Yeah. That i don't want to
0: leave i
2: believe i lose my mind when that train got little she got to new orleans she went around it could you would hear when she was blowing like this the people's always standing at the station down there to see that train coming in you would hear when she's blowing.
1: That's one of those field recordings, you know. That well, well, sometimes what we play here is, if not supreme technical excellence, but uh, if I didn't do it, a lot of these things would never be heard. You know that, uh, and you know how I feel about technology. In any case, yeah. Now, a lot of young folks get tempted to go out and hit those freight trains, well, like the hoboes from hell, and that's okay. But you sure got to know what you're doing. You got to remember that there's millions of tons of uh, highly impersonal steel careening through those yards, and it doesn't care who you are and where you are. And also you go into those yards and uh, kind of uh, skylarking, looking for adventure, and you can make it dangerous for the people that work there, the switchman and the brakeman, uh, and, and so on. So you just got to be damn careful and, and, and make sure that you're, you're catching out, you're going with somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, the scariest times I've ever had in my life we're in uh, makeup yards, you know, marshaling yards. Um, it's like in the dead of night when the when the, uh, the boxcar is fully loaded so that they don't squeak a lot or coming down off of the hump and rolling through the yard to be switched with the right train, and you can't hear them. It's pitch black, and you look up, and suddenly there's the... <clears throat> There's the front of that box car rolling toward you, and uh, you you got to dive for it. Or sometimes uh, walking through the yard, and they, they change the, the, changed the configuration of the track. They switch, and and those tracks close on your foot. Um, now, I've only heard of that, but, you know, it was good advice to never step uh, on a rail. That's how I learned that. There was a great tramp many, many years ago by uh, the name of Davies, he wrote autobiography of a, of a super tramp <clears throat> that was introduced by George Bernard Shaw. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and this is what, uh, what Davies uh, relates his experience. Uh, taking a firmer grip on the bar, I jumped, but it was too late. The train was now going at a rapid rate. My foot came short of the step, and I fell, and I still clung to the handlebar, was dragged several yards before I relinquished my hold, and there I lay for several minutes, feeling a little shaken, whilst the train swiftly passed into the darkness. Even then, I did not know what had happened, for I attempted to stand, but found that something had happened to prevent me from doing this. Sitting down in an upright position, I then began to examine myself, and now— found that the right foot had been severed from the ankle. Davies, oh yes, the life of the jolly hobo. <laughs> well, i say let's bounce off of that with the popular notion of tramping, uh, a great Australian baritone by the name of Peter Dawson, Tramp, Tramp, Tramping Along.
3: upon a time, I used to own a little house in town. Bad luck came, friends in name, started to turn me down. So I said goodbye to all that made my mind up straight away. To try the high road, and that's The birds, tree, the trees, a song in the breeze As I'm tramp, tramp, tramping alone And the old church bell I can hear as well In the distance ringing ding dong No thought or care, just free at the air To take my time, night and day That's the reason why I no longer time for more than the grave i weigh though my clothes are worn and tattered and torn what do i care such a wonder as i just pass me by yet my friends they're all the birds the trees the song in the bees the church bells ringing they go no! As I'm tramp, tramp, tramping alone and torn, what do I care? Such a wanderer's eye, folk just passed me by, yet my friends there are all. The birds, the trees, the song in the breeze, the church bells ringing ding-dong. They're my friends need, and my friends indeed. As I'm tramp, tramp,
1: ain't that jolly? Isn't that jocular? Well yeah, there's more than enough songs like that, but um <clears throat> are way off base. Now uh people ask me sometimes, well are people still tramping? Is there still people out there still working the trains? Well yeah, tramping still exists. Where there where there's trains there's gonna be tramps. There's never any question about that. Tramps will figure out a way to ride I really think that hoboeing, you know, working and wandering is is taking on a whole new a whole new dimension here. Uh, I think that that the today's tramping is globalized. I mean, you can work at a video display terminal entering data, which would be the equivalent of swamping out a bar or or working as a pearl diver in a kitchen. Um, you can do this kind of junk work, get a road stake together, shop the uh, cheap fares, and wind up in Bali you know, uh, uh, sleeping along the side of the road. So that's that, it's changed quite a bit. But I think that the uh, the sensibility, the reason for doing it is still there. The best tramp that, that I know, uh, to my way of thinking, is Mark Ross. You've heard me speak of him uh, up there in Butte, Montana. Probably also the best all-around traditional music uh, musician in North America. Butte, Montana. Now, you know, when they tear down the skids and uh, when they gentrify everything and there's that transient population, the the, the hereditary poor, where do they go? Nobody keeps any demographics on where they go. Well, I know where they go. You gotta promise not to tell anybody. They go to Butte, Montana, because it's so cheap to live. I mean, it's a big, huge city that's dying. Was the biggest city between Minneapolis and Seattle, but it's kind of perished. Uh, The Berkeley Pit, the big copper mine is closed. It's full of water. Japanese investors wanted to build a resort there because it's a big lake now, and so they rode them out onto it, the investors, and one of them trailed his hand in the water and all the skin came off because of the acid. Well, that was that for the Butte Resort. Ah, Butte. And, and also, it's a better a mile and a half in the air and it's got no growing season. All you can do is grow rhubarb, but it's a good laxative, and believe you me, Mark Ross could use a whole lot of that. Here's a song I wrote for Mark Ross to welcome him to... He moved to Butte when he heard there wasn't any work there. Look for me in Butte. Bessie Mulhern passed away lately at the age of 93. She came over from Ireland in the 1930s to run her uncle's hotel in Butte, Montana, the Tuohy Hotel. It was my habit to put up there when I was passing through Butte or playing a concert. I remember it well. She charged me $10 a night then she'd give me another night free
4: because I made my own bed. As I walk the concrete canyons here in Frisco by the sea There's lots of room for plutocrats but no place left for me And the flops have gone to condos The skids are down the chute But looking don't cost nothing, boys So look for me in Butte Look for me in Butte, Montana, high upon the hill where it seems that you can live a month on a twenty dollar bill. I'm Bessie put the kettle on. I've been out on a toot when there's nothing left worth looking for you look for me in Butte in the big rock candy mountains. Jungle fires have died These piggyback containers There's no place a bull can ride The bulls are getting surly Seems they're more inclined to shoot I'm tired of being civilized So look for me in Butte Look for me in Butte If you're looking anywhere Whatever I've been missing here Is sure bound to happen there Bessie put the kettle on, I've been out on a toot When there's no place left worth looking for, you look for me in view And when my life is over, and the final race is run I'll think about the good times and all the things I've done When I'm packing my last bundle down the Indian Valley route if I can't get into heaven, boys, you look for me in Butte. Look for me in Butte, where my ragged soul can mend. In a world that's full of strangers, you can always find a friend. Bessie put the kettle on, I've been out on a toot. When there's no place left worth looking for, you look for me in beauty. Look for me in Butte, where the mountains touch the stars. I be drinking with the miners in the old Helsinki bar. Bessie put your bonnet on, let's go out on a toot. When there's no place left worth looking for you, look for me and you. Bessie put your bonnet on, let's go out on a toot. When there's no place left worth looking for you, look for me and
0: you.
1: Oh, yeah, look for me in Butte. Well, that was me singing, and, of course, uh, Mark Ross playing all those instruments and singing on the harmony. I can't do that. My harmony grits. (sighs) Now, Detroit. Now, there's a town that I've seen go through good times and bad times. I suppose they think the Renaissance Center is going to rescue that town, but, damn it, part of the soul of that town was Old Hamtramck. That was the huge Polish neighborhood. You know, that was leveled. To build a new auto plant, and then and then they never built it. I was there when they destroyed the Dodge main, one of the biggest buildings in the world. It was like watching the watching the big ball knock down one of the pyramids. It was absolutely amazing you see the old Dodge main plant. I was in Detroit once I was doing I think it was either a benefit or a fundraiser. There was an organizing drive going on at McLaughlin Steel. Uh, that was got up by fellow worker Eric Eric Glatz, uh, who worked there. This is an organizing drive for the industrial workers of the world, the Wobblies, and um, and I, I was hanging around downtown. There was a, an old man down there, dressed in rags, dressed as well as he could be, um, wearing flowers all over him, and he had a dog with him. It was called Rags, that had flowers all over him, and and this fellow would would uh, try to sell you flowers. They were wilted flowers, the kind that, that a flower shop would throw out into the alley because they couldn't sell them. And, it, and of course, if he didn't buy them, he would just uh, give them away. Um, they, they had told me that he was a, 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 a vaudeville performer who was way, way down on his luck. Um, well, I left uh, Detroit, and then it was some time later. Maybe it was Eric Glatz. I don't know who it was. Sent me a clipping, um, and it was out of that clipping. It was a true story that uh, this song came. It's uh, Kate Brislin and Jody Stecker. I gave them this song because um, they could sing it better than I could. A ragged old man.
5: A bearded old bum He sold trinkets and trifles And he lived in a fly pass Till the end of his days. He'd been on the stage, had once been an actor, but now he's so flowered, oh, he sold flowers or gave them away. Just a ragged old man, and his ragged old took a picture to use in a contest of him and his doggy and it won the first prize his dog's name was right so she went to find them by the time she found them a ragged old man And his ragged old donkey Ragged old life In a ragged old world Just a ragged old
0: man
5: And his ragged old donkey
0: Ragged old life
5: It won the first prize The use of his hands The touch of his eyes Were always so gentle Name up in lights. that's a long way to slide. These trinkets and flowers may buy back his pride, but I don't think these things should offend me. all actors too Just a ragged old man And his ragged old doggy A ragged old
1: Well, I know that's a sad song, but you know I I cut my teeth on the old sentimental songs, and uh, besides which, those stories do deserve to be told. Uh, jo- Joanna Robinson, my wife and I, we went up to to Portland, um, oh about a month ago, uh, at doing the annual benefit for Sisters of the Road Cafe. Now you've heard me speak of that. That's a that's a cafe run on the Catholic Worker principles. You know, a house of hospitality where you can get a really good meal for a buck and a quarter, and it's not a soup kitchen. What I mean is there's table service there. People come in off of the street, and they wind up working there and working their way up, you know. Um, Carl Roberts, I met him. Now, he was a a regular customer for a long time at Sisters of the Road. It's been going for 21 years. Uh, He lived at the Sally McCracken, which was an SRO, a single-room occupancy place uh, in the neighborhood called himself a Salvation Army soldier. Uh, they were the ones who led him on the road to sobriety. Then he went through a long process there at the cafe, and by God, he, he's now on the board of directors. And he brings a perspective from the street uh, that most of the people who are on that board, they're, they're not from that neighborhood by any means, brings that perspective that's uh, enormously valuable to them. Uh, when I met him, he, he thrust a whole sheaf of poems into my hand. Uh, he's a street poet. And I'll give you one of, one of Carl Roberts' poems, and then I think, uh, well, let's close off this half here with 1927 uh, or thereabouts to Bum's Rush, a uh, uh, hobo Jack Turner. Carl Roberts, The Streets. Peace falls in the night, things happen that is not right. Greed flows through the dealer's veins, poison flows through his customers. The pimp gets rich on women's pain, money talks, they all know the same. Thieves and thugs are are the same, the scammers know the game. There is the system, they're all insane. The pen is full, there is no room for you, so go out and do the same. There are few that care. The burdens are heavy, I swear. God knows what is happening here. When the end comes, I won't shed a tear. Go and sin no more, he says. It's too late. There is no
6: more. I am the famous bowery bum you hear so much about. The ladies find their pocketbooks. Whenever I go out, I'm noted for my dirty work, no matter what I do. Now everybody hates me, and I hope you hate me too. I met a man the other day on Pitt Street, Corner Grand, and asked him for a dime to buy a cup of coffee and said he to me, you dirty bum, you better move along. The coffee that you drink, I think, is quite a bit too strong. They always give me the bum's rush. I'm getting weary today to
0: hear the people
6: tell me, Oh, you dirty, drunken bum, be on your way. I walked into a restaurant as hungry as a bear and went right over to the man behind the counter there. Said, I, just one banana, please, will make me satisfied. He took me by the collar and he dragged me right outside. I walked up to a farmer's house to get a hunk of bread, And when I rang the bell, his loving wife came out instead. He started in to yell, police, a thief is in the hall. And just for that, I spent a month behind the prison wall. They always give me the bum's rush. I'm getting weary today. To hear the people tell me, Oh, you dirty, drunken bum be on your way. The time will soon arrive, those days of freezing snow. I'd better look around and find a warmer place to go. They do not even let me use the hallways for a flop. Get out, you tramp, they tell me, or I'll have to call a cop. I wish you lots of luck and joy, and as I say goodbye, I promise to be back with you before the next July. Save all your leavings that you can upon the window sill, So I may have a picnic and for once I'll get my fill. Perhaps I won't get the bum to rush and feel disgusted all day. To hear the people tell me, Oh, you dirty drunken bum, be on your way. So goodbye, ladies. Goodbye lady Goodbye lady i got no handout
0: today.
1: Well, here we are back again. Yes, that was Blind Kenny Hall down there in Fresno playing Stone Peg. Well, I, that uh, going back again to that trip that we made up to uh, to Portland for, for Sisters of the Road. Uh, Joanne and I spent some time down under a freeway overpass at a a tent camp. Well, it's called uh, Dignity Village, and it's homeless people, people off the street, who have gotten together to establish um. A village, a a tent village. Uh, That's mainly because Judge Gallagher up there last year uh, rescinded the ordinance, declared it unconstitutional, uh, the lie-down ordinance, you know what you call a move-along, that said you couldn't put your bed wool or your blanket down and and sleep on it. Well, he rescinded that. So it set uh, set about uh, creating this uh, this village called uh, Dignity Village. Now here's what they have to say about themselves, who we are. We are a little village named Dignity. We are Jamie, who at 75 years old is our elder, who formerly lived in a cardboard condo on Morrison Street and who now lives in the nylon Hilton. We are John Reese, a Vietnam veteran who formerly lived under the Broadway Bridge. John lost his other leg to diabetes in October and four days later was back under the Broadway Bridge. John now lives in a comfortable nylon tent. You hang in there, John. I mean, our hearts are with you, and we want you to come out of that tent and be back there in the front line. All right? John is our number one soldier. John has led and marshaled every one of our now world-famous parades. We are all working for dignity. We do not allow drugs or alcohol in our camp. We look after each other. We look after ourselves. What we do is based on love and respect for ourselves and each other, We have a portalette which improves sanitation for ourselves, for other homeless people in the community, and for the community as a whole. We are getting a second wheelchair-accessible portalette soon. We keep Dignity Village as neat, as clean as we can. When problems come up, we deal with them as best as we can. We are solving our lack of housing ourselves. Our solution for the moment is called nylon, and it comes in the form of tents. We are poor, but no longer powerless. Our strength is in our unity together. We are dignity. Well, now you want to learn more about this. Say you want to try doing this sort of thing in your own town. Check in with them. The website, One word: www.outofthedoorways.org. www.outofthedoorways.org. I called up yesterday to find out how it was going. Well, the city has given them a 30-day notice to be out of that space. They've got to find some private ground to put that up. The The highway department that owns the ground is willing to rent it to them for $2,000 a month. Hooray. Well, it's another damn move along. Here's a couple of young fellows stranded on a highway somewhere out in the great American nowhere by the name of Jason Eklund and, and Kel Robertson. This is one of those real field recordings. You can hear the wind blowing across the, the microphone as they're, they're out there making these songs, and they send them along to me. Well, uh, this one goes along with Camp Dignity. Now, you listen to this one, Kel Robertson, It's My Country Too.
7: Uh, here's a song that uh, it's just we're scratched on a piece of paper. I don't even actually remember it, that we uh, that I wrote with Jason and Jan. I think we are someplace in Pennsylvania, and uh, we were always looking out for the cops. And so I wrote this one. Hey buddy, this is our country too You're mad at me and I never even knew you I didn't do one goddamn thing to you Hey buddy, this is my country too You got a badge and a gun And you seem to think we're on the run From some law that you made up last night So we'd be wrong even if we were right Yeah, this old busted car is all we got Stuff piled high in the parking lot But we ain't got no job now But if we get across the line We'll be working good and we'll be doing fine So goddamn it, buddy, this is my country too You're mad at me and I don't even know you I didn't do one goddamn thing to you Hey, buddy, this is my country too I see rich folks riding in them fancy cars They all look like movie stars They've got everything except the scars And you won't see them hanging out in these little bars You know, my granddad out here, he had a farm Hell, he never done nobody harm But the bankers come along, Lord, and they took his farm away Said he wasn't paying his own way. Shit. This country was built by working men and folks who still believed in a friend, and outlaws and women and hard workers, too. We built this country for everyone and you. So, hey, buddy, this is my country, too. You're mad at me, and I don't even know you. I didn't do one goddamn thing to you. Hey, buddy, this is my country. Buddy, this is our country. Baby, this is our country, too.
0: Believe it.
1: Buddy, this is our country, too. Well, yeah, you can, you can see that out on the prairie someplace, uh, sending it into a little handheld machine. I love it when people send me things that uh, you're not going to be able to hear otherwise. And, and, of course, that's one of the glories of community radio that we can get away with this. Uh, Jason Eklund, they're out there. They're all out there somewhere. What is this? Is this a typically American notion about freedom and mobility? Is it really true that, that what distinguishes us from people in a good part of the rest of the world is that freedom to us is to be able to shift and move? You don't like it in New England? Well, cross over the Cumberland Gap and go into the wilderness uh, uh, years and years ago. Are we still that way? Is, there, is it possible to be free standing on your own ground? It is a unique kind of freedom, I, I do vow, you, you have to have, you have you to be willing to pay a, a pretty stiff price for that kind of freedom, though. Uh, Dale Wasserman tramped a whole lot uh, when he was younger, and, uh, and he talked about it. He talked about it this way, about freedom. Of all the gifts of hobodom, however, the sweetest and most dangerous is the freedom, that most abused word in the lexicon, To the wanderer, alienated from society, it has precise and profound implications, fulfilling the sense of the Camus phrase, terrible freedom. As a hobo, I was free of family pressures and responsibility and free to endure the absence of support and the rights of passage enjoyed by a normal member of society. I was free of moral and behavioral restraints and free of the social accommodations that make living among one's fellow folk possible. I was free of sexual education or modulation and free to suffer the consequences in tainted relationships for decades to follow. I found freedom marvelous, joyous, wing spreading. I found it crippling, dangerous and lonely. Here's a song I made up about the gentrification of the skid road, Larimer Street in Denver, Colorado, it's now called Larimer Square. Where did all my old friends go?
8: The bulldozers roll part of town the iron ball swings and knocks it all down you'd knock down the flop house and knock down the bars black topped it over to park all your cars and where would i go and where can i stay you'd knock down the skid road and haul it away Now flag a fast rattler and ride it on down boys they're running the bums out of town Old Maxie the tailor is closing his doors There ain't nothing left in the secondhand stores You knock down my shop in the big harbor lights And the old Chinese cafe that was open all night And where will I go and where can I stay When you've knocked down the skid road and hauled it away now flag a fast rattler and ride it on down, boys. They're running the bums out of town. Well, you ran out the hookers who worked on the street and built a big club where the Playboys can meet. My bookie joint closed when your cops pulled a raid, but you built a new hall for the stock market trade. And where will I go? And where can I stay? You knock down a skid road and haul it away. Now flag a fast rattler and ride it on down, boys. They're running the bums out of town. These little storekeepers, they don't have a chance. With the big uptown bankers are calling the dance. With their suit and tie restaurants, it's all owned by Greeks. The counterfeit hippies and their plastic boutiques. And where will I go? And where can I stay? You knock down the skid road and haul it away. I'll flag a fast rattler and ride it on down. Boys, they're running the bums out of town. Now I'm finding out there's just one kind of war, the one going on between the rich and the poor. I don't know a lot about what you call class, but the upper and middle can all kiss my ass. And where will I go? And where can I stay? You knock down the skid road and haul it away. I'll flag a fast Rattler and ride it on down, boys. They're running the bum, yeah, they're running the bums out of town
1: and well, the bums out of town. I love getting letters from people who have lived that life and experienced it. Uh, here's a letter from Jim Brockway up in Portland, Oregon. He says: I rode the trains for thirty five years, fairly steady, and did migrant labor all over the West Coast, and temporary work all over the West and Midwest, and my transportation has always been exclusively by rail. Four years ago, I broke a leg getting off a train in Roseville and spent seven months convalescing at the old W.P. Crew Motel in Oroville, which is now privately owned. Since that time, I've been working steadily and only took one train trip to California to see friends. I was put out of the yard in Dunsmuir by the sheriff and told by a brakeman later to lay low in Klamath Falls. It's getting much harder to ride trains since the recent mergers, not to mention other problems people cause. Well, Jim Rockway, I, I want to I send a song out to you, which I'm, I know you'll understand. Another, another one from along the edge of the road, Jason Eklund here, uh, Thunder, Lightning, and Rainbows.
7: keeps a-dripping off the edge of my old hat the San Joaquin Valley is dark and it's cold I got the bruise probably pneumonia and I tell myself that I'm getting too old for thunder and lightning and rainbows which way? To the end of your heart, whiplash and cold cash, and a chill up your spine. All it takes is a quarter to start. The trucks roll on by down the highway forever. The truck stop is closed for the first time in years. No warm cup of coffee. No waitresses smile, and wherever love is, Lord, it's a long way from here. Now what was her name? The one down in Cruces, a schoolteacher lady, Lord, she lived all alone. Yeah, one eye was blinded, but she said that she loved me. I stayed for a week. And we hung up the phone. No more. Hit the dirt, lightning and rainbows. How far to the end of your heart? Yeah, we're and cold cash and a chill up your spine. And all it takes is a quarter to start. I'm standing out here. Half soaked and crazy, a humming this song, a cussing the wind. And I wonder if someday I'll die on this highway. But when I get to Fresno, I'll call up a friend. Hey old buddy, you got a place to stay? Yeah, it's me. Married. Two children. Uh, me, Alamar. Yeah, I'm fine. I got a date. With thunder and lightning and rainbows, how far to the end of your heart?
1: Yeah, whiplash and cold. Oh, well, Jason Eckland, that's right off of the true vine. That's close to the trunk of the true vine. It's a fact. It's time for us to start packing up to get out of here. I walked up the hill this morning with Amigo Bob and with my wife to look at the garden. I had been up there all winter. Boy, there's a lot of work to do. There's limbs dropped from the trees that need to be cleared off, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to it. Uh, I I hope so. I, I know that Amigo Bob really wants to help me to to get a garden in this year, but between going out of town to make a living and doing the radio shows, I find myself running out of time. I don't know, maybe Harry McClintock, Haywire Mac McClintock, had the right idea with this song here. Let's check out with the Hobo's Spring Song, Harry McClintock.
9: Oh, it's nice to have a job in the winter time When the stormy winds do blow it's fine to get your pay on a Saturday When the ground's covered up with snow But this morning when I went to work I heard a robin sing So I quit today, boy I'm on my way Cause I know at last it's spring And there ain't no use in staying here When the grass is growing green so I quit today, boy I'm on my way to some place I haven't seen. Well it may be north to Canada or west to Idaho, but when the old spring fever gets you, boy, there's nothing else to do but go. Way out west where the mountain tops Are reaching to the sky I want to stop and take a good long flop And watch the clouds go drifting by Let me make my jabber in an old tin can Beside a tumbling stream While the moon goes climbing up the snow peaks And makes the world a silver gleam Lead me down to the railroad yard Throw me a westbound train, gonna leave this town, never coming back, cause spring is here again. So blow your whistle, Mr. Engineer, let the fireman shovel coal. I'll be sitting on the floor in a boxcar door, watching that black smoke roll. Cause there ain't no use in staying here when the grass is growing green. And I quit today, boy I'm on my way to some place I haven't seen. Well it may be north to Canada or west to Idaho, but when the old spring fever gets you, boy, there's nothing else to do but go. No, there's nothing else to do but go.
1: the hobo's spring song ain't it grand this has been UU Utah Phillips the golden voice of the great southwest yeah you've been listening to Loafer's Glory the hobo jungle of the mind again the hobos from hell oh to dream oh to wake and wander there And with delight to take and render Through the trance of silence Quiet breath Lo, for there among the flowers and grasses Only the mightier movement Sounds and passes Only winds and rivers Life and death